Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Erica Doherty, who's the Director of Undergraduate Admissions at CUCA College. Erica, thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited as well. And thank you so much for having me. It is our honor and pleasure. And Erica, I know that Cuca College is located right on Cuca Lake in the beautiful Finger Lake region of New York. But can you give us a brief overview of Cuca College and what sets it apart from other schools? Sure. So, well, like you just mentioned, we are located in a really beautiful area, literally right on a lake. So we actually occupy 1,300 feet of the Cuca Lake shoreline. So that's really unique because our students can take advantage of the water, you know, go fishing, go kayaking, things to that nature. We're also a relatively small private liberal arts college. So we have just about a thousand students on our campus. So it is a smaller college, but a really great size for a student who's looking for more of that intimate feel and really able to get to know their professors, small class sizes. You know, you're not just a number on our campus. You're, you're really a student who's recognized and valued um, here in our community. So those are a couple things that I think set us apart. I'll also talk about Fields Period as well. So Fields Period is our internship program on campus. And so it's actually a program for students to gain a hands-on experience basically every single year that they're a student with us. So that's really unique because, you know, sometimes at other institutions, you might not get that experience till later in your college career. But here at Cuca College, you get that experience right off the bat. 
And then I think something else that sets us apart is we are a residential campus. So our students actually do live on campus all four years and they kind of start in a first year residence hall that can kind of, you know, advance to the next level. And by the time they're graduating, they might even get to live on um, a lakeside apartment where they have a beautiful, stunning view um, of the surrounding area. Well, thank you so much for that overview. 1,300 feet of Cuca Lake shoreline, which is awesome. You mentioned the small, intimate field with approximately 1,000 students, and surely everyone obviously gets to know each other, not only student to student, but even the intimate relationships that students have with their professors. You mentioned internship opportunities, a residential campus. It sounds awesome. Again, we appreciate the overview. So Erica, what are some of your most popular academic programs and are there any unique or standout programs that you'd like to share with us? Sure. So I would say some of our most popular majors include education, of course. Um, We're very well known for that. So we have everything from early childhood education all the way up to adolescent education. We also have a very popular occupational therapy program. So that's a direct entry program. So it's a four plus one. And when the students do apply for consideration um, during their senior year of high school, if they're accepted, they have a guaranteed seat in our master's you know, of OT program, which would be their fifth year. We've been doing this for over 35 years, so <laughs> we're pretty good at it. Um, and we've graduated over a thousand uh, occupational therapists from our college. Um, also pretty well known for nursing as well, pretty popular. Um, it's a direct entry program as well, so four-year program. And um, we have beautiful, stunning nursing labs that are fairly recently renovated. So really awesome opportunity for students to, you know, work on our uh, quote unquote mannequins uh, that can simulate (laughs) things like childbirth, um, seizures, all sorts of stuff, you know, before they go into the hospital setting. And then we're also pretty well known for psychology and social work. Um, We actually have a, a master's in social work program as well that students can do. Um, It'll only take them about one year if they do it right out of the BSW program. And then criminal justice is another very popular one. Uh, The cool thing with criminal justice is it actually lives in the same division as social work. So there are a lot of overlapping classes, which really creates this interdisciplinary feel. And then a couple, you know, unique programs um, that do stand out for us. I would say, of course, American Sign Language and American Sign Language English Interpreting. Very unique, especially in New York State. We're actually one of two colleges, I believe, that offer that program in New York. And then, of course, our business management program is popular, too, and unique in its own ways through all the different concentrations and minors that students can choose from. Well, we appreciate that. You offer criminal justice, business, education. I love that you have direct entry programs into your occupational therapy and nursing schools, psychology, social work, and also ASL, but ASL with English interpretation, which you mentioned is one of two schools, only one of two schools in New York. So I think that's fantastic. Can you speak, Erica, of the types of extracurricular activities and clubs that are available to students? And what else can you tell us about life on campus? This is something that students and their parents always want to hear about. Do people stay on campus on the weekends? What do the students do on the weekends and after classes are done during the week? Yeah, so 
I totally understand that because to me in my college experience, my life on campus was equally as important as my academic experience. And so we do have a lot to offer. We have over 40 different clubs and organizations, um, everything from musical theater club, ultimate Frisbee, arts and crafts, adventure club, which is one of my favorites personally. (laughs) They actually go out and do like hiking excursions. They go on ski trips because we have plenty of ski mountains in the local area. They do a lot of really fun outdoorsy things. Um, We also have a a bass fishing club. Um, And then like I mentioned earlier with our beachfront campus. We do have a boathouse where students can sign out different equipment completely free. So they can sign out kayaks, canoes, paddle boards, and really take advantage of the lake that's right in front of us. And we're also a very quick drive, probably about five minutes or so to a town called Penyan. And Penyan is a really small, quaint town, really cute, tons of shops, restaurants, things to do. Um, so a lot of students will venture out to Penyan once in a while. Um, we also have shuttles that take students not only to Penyan, but also to some other you know, neighboring uh, towns and cities. So places like Syracuse, Rochester, Canandaigua. So a lot of opportunities for students. That's not to also mention, we always have events on campus too. So there are, you know, drag shows, fashion shows, magicians, comedians, you know, you (laughs) name it. We always have something funky going on on campus on the weekends. So um, really great opportunities for students to, you know, meet other students, build relationships and just have a good time. Well, that's terrific. And again, being on Cuca Lake definitely offers a lot of outdoor activities. And I appreciate you mentioning all of the great things that you have on your campus and beyond. So let's dig into the application, if you don't mind. How does Cuca College evaluate prospective students' applications? And what factors do you consider during the admissions process? Again, this is something that students and their parents going through the admissions process are very interested in knowing about. So any information that you could provide will be greatly appreciated. Yeah. So in terms of our application process and what's required, so I guess I'll start with saying we're a rolling admissions campus. So we don't have a strict deadline. Um, We do review applications throughout the year, although we always do recommend students do apply, you know, earlier rather than super last minute. So I would say a majority of our applications do come through before, you know, the holiday season. And then in terms of what's required, so we, of course, require the application. It's either on our website or you can always apply through the Common App as well. And uh, it's completely free to apply, which is great. In addition, we require your high school transcript. So obviously, this will allow us to evaluate your academics, your cumulative high school GPA, and look at all the courses that you've taken. So those are the only required components. In addition, you're more than welcome to send in test scores or send in a letter of recommendation or two or send in a personal statement or an essay. Um, But those components are optional. Um, However, I always do, you know, encourage that students write that essay or maybe send one of those letters of recommendation because it does give us some more perspective as to who's behind the application, who's behind the computer screen. I will say that the SAT or ACT, we were test optional a long time ago, actually, way before COVID. Um, so we've never placed too much importance on that test, at least in recent years. And so, of course, it can only help you if you do submit it, but it would never hurt you by, by not submitting those test scores or that essay or that letter of recommendation. Those are all things that could just boost your application. 
Well, we appreciate you talking about the test optional nature of CUCA and the fact that not submitting a test will not hurt you. That's great. And also, I know you mentioned rolling admissions. Obviously, I know what rolling admissions is. But as a follow-up question, if you could explain what rolling admissions is and how soon can students apply to your college and how long will it take for them to get a decision? Sure. Yeah, great questions. So um, how it works is every August, our application goes live. And so that application will allow you to apply for entry for the following fall semester of that following year, right? So that's typically when you can start applying. Um, And then in terms of rolling admissions, so like I mentioned, we review applications throughout the year. And so we review them as they come in. So let's say you apply September 15th and all of your application materials are submitted, aka your high school transcript. Um, At that point, we would start the review process. And then typically, you know, one to two weeks after all of those materials are submitted, we would send you a decision letter. So, you know, by the end of September, in that example, you would likely have a decision in your hands. And can you speak about any recent developments or even exciting projects happening at CUCA College? Absolutely. So a few months back, actually, we just announced a $6 million renovation to our residence halls. So we're going to be tackling that one residence hall at a time. And so currently one of our residence halls, you know, is under construction, under renovation, we're actually gutting the entire inside. So (laughs) while we'll still maintain the really beautiful character and the brick uh, building on the outside, the inside is going to be totally, you know, state of the art, top of the line. And so that's a really exciting development. Another one is our nursing labs, um, which I mentioned earlier. So we just finished that renovation about a year ago, and they're stunning. So they have our um, sim patients who kind of resemble mannequins, like I mentioned. They can simulate lots of um, different bodily functions for students to really grasp those concepts and learn. Um, And then, of course, another one is our lower level of our library. So we completely renovated um, that space and we're actually continuing some renovation currently. So there will be some really great private study spaces as well. Um, But it's a really vibrant, colorful space that I think really energizes students and tons of opportunities for, for group study work. But there's also spaces, like I mentioned, for that independent study and not to mention, there's huge, huge windows um, with a beautiful view of, of Cuca Lake. Fantastic. And it's absolutely beautiful up there on your campus and, of course, the Finger Lake region in general. And it's always a great sign when I hear about all of the renovations going on. The future is looking bright. So, again, we appreciate you sharing. Going back to the overall application, Erica, what could you tell us about the mid-50%? And if a student falls a little lower... What are some of the things that they can do to help enhance their overall application? Sure. So our middle 50% of accepted students definitely have a high school cumulative GPA. I would say somewhere between a B plus and an A minus, although we do see students on either end of that spectrum. So we do see students, you know, maybe in the, the lower 80s, of course. And then we also see those students who are, you know, flying colors on their transcript, maybe even the valedictorian <laughs> of their high school who attend Cupid College. So it's definitely a, a range. If you do fall a bit below our requirements, um, I would say, you know, submitting that personal statement essay or submitting those letters of recommendation um, or even just visiting our campus and showing demonstrated interest. That's something that we track here at the college. And so if we see that you've 
visited our campus or maybe even checked out our virtual tour or contacted your admissions counselor. Those are all things that we're keeping up with. We want students on our campus who are really excited about our campus. Um, And just like we want students who are involved in their high school you know, through that activities resume that you submit in the application. We want students who are involved because we want them to contribute to our campus community. So all of those things I mentioned could really help a student who's maybe a little bit below that GPA requirement. Well, that's great advice. And you touched upon demonstrated interest a little bit, but I was curious, how important is demonstrated interest in your admissions process? And what are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in CUCA? And most importantly, Is it something that you use as part of your actual admissions review process? Yeah, so we do take a look at that while we're reviewing the application, um, and it can only help, like I mentioned. And so some examples might be a student checking out our virtual tour. So believe it or not, we actually know when a student does that, um, even though they're doing it independently. So um, that's always helpful for students who maybe do live a bit further away and can't quickly get to campus for a campus visit. Um, I've also had students from further away contact me and then we walk through the virtual tour together over Zoom. So that's another option. Um, And then of course, getting to campus physically is is even better. So attending a a typical visit, coming for an open house, um, even shadowing a student for their typical day in the life or meeting with a professor, all of those things can really, you know, show us that you are really interested in our college and you're excited about the potential of being a student here. Well, those are great examples of demonstrated interest. And I appreciate the insight that you gave that in fact, at CUCA, you do look at it. And I appreciate how you said it could only help. So students, whether a school reports that they track demonstrated interest or not, like Erica said, it could only help help. If you're able to visit campus, fantastic. Sign in. If not, do a virtual tour. If they send you an email, open it. If there are links, engage with it. There are ways for them to track whether or not you're engaging using those items. So we appreciate that, Erica. And going back to the application itself, what are some examples of college essays that left an impression on you? And what advice would you share with prospective students in terms of what to think about as they sit down to prepare to write their college essay? In terms of essays that have left a mark on me, I would say basically any any story that a student can tell that can allow them to open up, maybe be vulnerable with the application reviewer and you know share something that affected them and also built their character. So maybe it's about you know a role model in their life who really influenced them. Maybe it's about Um, like a mental health situation or medical situation they went through or watched someone go through. Um, Perhaps it's about grief or even COVID. You know, I think if you were significantly impacted by COVID in in ways that you can speak to and and share a story, then then feel free to write about that as well. Um, I think any opportunity to just really get to know the student and get to know what they've been through and why they are the person that they are today is, is going to really you know, help them big time in the application process. And then one little story about an essay that I will never forget um, (laughs) is about, and I don't even know if those listening will remember this, maybe you will, but there was an app at one point called, I believe it was Trivia HQ or HQ Trivia. (laughs) And um, the student wrote about how, you know, if you get so many questions in a row correct, you actually win money. So the, the student was, 
you know, answering the questions and he was getting them right, you know, one after the other. <laughs> and he was, you know, getting so invested in the game and really, you know, problem solving through each question. He even had his family members assist with him. So he utilized, you know, collaboration and he ended up actually winning a, a portion of the jackpot. So that was a really <laughs> unique story. So if you do have something super unique that you learned from, that's always fun for us to read too. Well, thank you for sharing the story. And I also appreciate you talking about being mindful of writing about something that affected you, but not to forget to talk about how it helped shape your character and shape you as a person. Many times students write about a relative and they neglect to talk about themselves and how, for example, whatever grandpa did affected them and shaped their character. So great advice. We appreciate it. And of course, a student's activity sheet is another piece of their overall application. So Erica, what are the kinds of things that you're looking for on the activity sheet and of course, beyond the work that students conducted in the classroom? Yep, the activity sheet. So if you're not familiar, this is built into the application typically, and it allows the student to indicate things that they're involved in outside of the classroom. So typically students do list, you know, clubs or organizations that they're a part of within their high school community, maybe through their local church, um, things like that. Sports, of course, as well. But I always try to remind students that there's so many other things you could also include. So maybe you have a part-time job or maybe you have responsibilities in the house and you help take care of a grandmother or siblings or do chores. You can list that as well. Um, so all of those things really do matter to us. And it's really just showing us, you know, that you're not just sitting around doing nothing when you get home from school, that you're participating, you're you know, giving back to your community in some way. And of course, speaking of that community service, if you are volunteering, that's always something that stands out to an application reviewer because you're just doing it for, you know, out of the goodness of your heart. You're not being paid to do that work. Um, you're just doing it because you care about the people surrounding you or the place you live in. So any of those things I think could really help. Well, I appreciate that answer because you're talking about there's no one size fits all. You're not looking for specific activities. You're frankly just looking to know what is it that the student does after the school day is over. So if you have a part-time job, add it. If you have to take care of a relative, whether it's a younger sibling or an older adult in your family, that's something that's very important to include in the overall activity sheet, students. And so, maybe... I was yep. just going to add, um, you Please. know, maybe you do have a part-time job, maybe you take care of your grandmother, and so you don't have a ton of time to get involved in clubs and activities. Maybe That's you're right. involved in one. That's great. It's, it's really quality over quantity. I love that. Quality over quantity. And again, students, whatever it is that you do after school, just put it there. They really just want to know how you occupy your time after school is over. So that was great. I was also curious, Erica, what resources does CUCA provide to support students who may have had, for example, an IEP while in high school, and of course, to help ensure that they continue to be successful once they're on your campus. Yeah, so we do have an Office of Student Accessibility Services where students can um, indicate, you know, that they had an IEP or a 504 plan and meet with those folks in that office and work out, you know, some accommodations that they can receive while they're at the college. So, you know, we offer things like um, added time on a test, you know, or taking an exam in a separate space so you can focus and, and not be super distracted, or maybe you need someone to help you take notes. So things like that we offer all of the time. Um, we also offer emotional support animals. So for students 
who maybe need, you know, that support in their residence hall, you can go through that process. And um, of course, you do need approval. But if you do have the right paperwork and everything and, and meet with our office, um, that's something that we might be able to work out for you as well. Well, that's great. And Eric, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions as a link in the show notes. If there are any other links to anything that we discussed today, please provide them to me. And of course, I'll make them available in the show notes for the students and their parents. I was also curious, Erica, what can you tell us about experiential learning and CUCA College? Yeah, so I know earlier I mentioned our program called Field Period, and it's actually such a big deal that it's trademarked. So it's our wow. thing at CUCA College, and we've been doing it for a very long time. And so, like I said, Field Period is um, a required hands-on experience that students gain every single year that they're a student with us. So starting your first year on campus, you get to go into the real world and experience the, the field or a potential career that you're interested in. And that really can allow you to validate if it's the right fit for you or if you're on the right path. Um, I know personally for me, I didn't get that experience where I went to college and I didn't get that experience until later. And I wish I would have known from the get-go um, when I was majoring in education at the time, actually, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. Um, but I got really far into my major and didn't make that realization till junior year, which made me scramble to kind of graduate on time with my <laughs> new major. So I always say for students at CUCA, it's really great because you get that experience from the get-go. And it's not just an internship. It could really be anything you want it to be. So it could be a study abroad trip. It could be a research project. It could be an artistic endeavor. You know, it can really just be anything that will, again, allow you to learn more about yourself, learn more about your career and field, um, and again, figure out, you know, if you're on the right track. So We've had students do all sorts of really cool stuff. We've had students go uh, to Thailand, the Galapagos Islands. Um, we had a student recently intern with Nickelodeon, and she actually designed a commercial for them. We've had, wow. yeah, so we've had a student recently published his own novel during his field period. So wow. really amazing things have come of it. And you work with your advisor one-on-one -on -one to um, create that experience. You're not alone. We even have a field period office that has an entire database of organizations that you can reach out to. So it takes place typically during your January break. Our January break here at CUCA is very long, so it goes all the way through January. And so it's typically about a four-week experience. So some students, if they don't go abroad or out of state, they'll just do it back in their own hometown. And it's 140 hours per year. So by the time you graduate, you have 560 hours of real-life experience to speak to at an interview on a resume. And you've now built up a network of professionals over four years. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you emphasizing your field period program and the fact that it's trademarked is awesome as well. Again, any links that you want to share, whether it's field period or anything else, please provide it to me. And of course, we'll put it in the show notes for the students and the parents. Erica, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I really appreciate your time. But unfortunately, we are at the last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice that you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? Yeah. So I think the first one I would say is just do your research. You know, um, in 2023, we're so lucky that there's so many platforms um, that you can search about colleges and, and learn more about institutions through even this podcast, of course, you know, listen to different <laughs> episodes and just really do your research and make that list. 
And then, of course, visiting campus is critical. Um, it's so important to really step foot on that campus to figure out if it if it just feels right. If you can do that, please take advantage of that. I know it can be hard if you know you live for, far away or um, you just don't have the support from your family to get out there. And that's also why we do have a lot of virtual experiences too, which is always great. And then, of course, my last piece of advice is to not turn away from private institutions because... I know that sticker shock exists and, you know, folks think they, they can't afford a private school, right? Because it's more expensive than a SUNY um, or a public institution, but definitely take advantage of something called the net price calculator on colleges' websites. Every college has one and it allows you to plug in your information so you can see which merit scholarship you might qualify for or which grants are federal aid you might qualify for as well. So that can kind of help you narrow down the list to schools that are affordable for you without shying away from those private institutions. Well, we appreciate that. Do your research, visit, whether it's in person, if not, do it virtually. And I also appreciate the fact that you talked about the net price calculator, which is a tremendous tool to help students and their parents determine which schools they can afford or not. Every school has it. Generally, you could just do a search and find the net price calculator for whatever school you're interested in. So again, we appreciate that. Erica, this has been awesome. I'm so happy as I know that this conversation is going to help so many students and their parents as they navigate through the process. I hope to have you again. You're awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I was so excited to, you know, share some more insight about Cuca College. We're kind of a hidden gem in New York. So I'm so <laughs> happy to spread the word and, you know, potentially get more students interested. Absolutely. You were awesome. And I'm sure you did Cuca very well. You'll be getting more uh, interest for sure. Thank you again, Erica. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.